0: My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. thanks for coming back to another episode of the My Technicians podcast. Like I said, my name is Zach and I'm your host. Today's episode is about a unique video conferencing platform that wants to make virtual meetings more fun. That platform is Mm-hmm, and it's led by Phil Libin, the former CEO of, of Evernote. Mm-hmm transforms any video service like Zoom, Google Meet, or Microsoft Teams, and even YouTube into a virtual stage with still and animated virtual backgrounds designed to make meetings more entertaining. Before we get to the interview, here's a quick reminder that the podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe to hear weekly interviews with IT experts that can help you make the right decisions for your organization. And now, here's Phil Limon. Um, Yeah, Phil, like I said, thanks for taking some time to talk with us. I appreciate it. Um, so can you describe uh, Mm-hmm, am I, is that how you how you say it, Mm-hmm?
1: It is, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, can you
0: describe, describe the platform and, and uh, how it works?
1: Well, uh, Mm-hmm is a, an app that we made to uh, just help people be better on video. Um, you know, we started working on it uh, a couple of months after, after we locked down in the pandemic uh, and just kind of noticed how boring everything was on video. And we yeah. uh, wanted to make something that lets you, you know, be be more engaging, be more entertaining. Our our one second pitch was that it's you know instant weekend update. Uh, right,
0: right.
1: So it's a Mac app. Uh, well, it's it's, it's out, uh, generally available now on Mac. And it's in beta for Windows. And it just gives you these fun kind of video game-like controls for mm-hmm. doing cool video things.
0: So is it, it its own platform? Or does it you know integrate with these other platforms, like, like Zoom and Teams, et cetera?
1: Uh, it works with everything um, wherever wherever you appear on video so you could just use it by itself, but it also plugs into you know zoom and teams and uh, Webex and meet but also like you can stream with it you can just record YouTube videos so the idea is wherever you know wherever you're on video um, uh, it just makes it makes that experience better um, you know we' I think we're all feeling like like anonymous heads in a box on on yeah. video like everyone's in their own little zoom box and uh, we wanted to make something to let people break out of that.
0: So, so you developed it um, in uh, what March or April, and um, you know, in response to this, to just how damn boring these these calls can be sometimes. Yeah,
1: we started working on it in May. You know, we we, we all went into lockdown in in March. Yeah. And uh, for the first couple of months, like it wasn't that boring because, you know, it was terrifying, right? We were like scared. It right, right, was yeah. like, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> but then by May, like the, 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 the sheer terror had like subsided and then, then it was replaced with all the tedium. So yeah, so we started working on it really as a joke. Um, originally, it was just a way for me to show off, uh, you know, my Instagram photos uh, in meetings. Yeah. I've got like, I've got all these like Instagram photos from, um, uh, from Japan uh, mostly that I think are oh. really cool. I guess that one's San Francisco uh and uh and then it like it kind of took on a life of its own so it started as of us just goofing around uh but then very quickly like realized that no this is this is a product that we should make for real
0: mm. um you know how how serious do you think video conference video fatigue you know ha- has been over the, over the last year and um you know how, how does this help
1: I mean, I think it's, I think it's really serious, but I think that's actually like helping with video fatigue and making video less boring is a, is a, that's how we got started. That's an important step. But, but actually I think there's a much more important thing, which is there's a lot of things that are just better on video than, than in person. Like, and if you, if you think about those things and you try to make them as good as possible, really like you lean into the superpowers, not just try to, not just try to compensate for the problems, then you can really like, you can really have a much better experience. I think, like, you know, now that we're, um, now that we're leaving the pandemic, hopefully, uh, we're all going to go from, you know, being on video because we have to be to being on video for the things that are better on video and doing in person the things that are better in person. But that kind of hybrid existence, I think, is, like, much more exciting over the next few years than, mm-hmm. you know, than just focusing about how to solve problems on video.
0: In your opinion, what what is better on video versus in person?
1: Um, well, and, you know, I, I think the 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 way that we kind of think about this generally is, um, uh, you know, is that like this is the big change, right? Is that everything's becoming hybrid, and and, and hybrid kind of in this way. If you imagine um, experiences in work or in real life between like in person and and online. Kind of crossed with uh, live versus recorded, so you can have this two by two, right? In, in person to, to to online, live to recorded. In the before times, like before the pandemic, almost everything would fit neatly into just one category, right? Ooh. So like, uh, you know, concerts were like live and in person, and you know, university classes were live and in person, and doctor's visits were live and in person. But you know, Zoom meetings were live and online, and you know, YouTube videos were were, were online and recorded. And uh, very rarely did you have something that kind of existed in multiple quadrants at the same time, but what's happening now is we can we can reimagine each of these experiences as as hybrids, as kind of existing simultaneously as a mix-up of live and uh, recorded, and on video and in person, and almost everything is better when you mix these things up. So, for example, like a, you know, a really Specific example is like, uh, you know, doctor's visits. Like mm-hmm. when I used to go to the doctor, right? The, in the before times, I would have to like sit in traffic for two hours and then like get to the doctor's office and then sit in the waiting room with a bunch of other sick people for, you know, an hour. And then like finally get in to see a doctor. And then, you know, for like 15 minutes before they like try to get rid of me. Like that isn't how it works now, right? Like now my, my, my experience starts uh, with online and recorded. Like I'm just searching for information. I'm like watching videos. And then maybe it transitions to, and, and I make an appointment online that way. And then it transitions to online, but live, like telemedicine. I can actually talk to a doctor and, you know, if I need to get some, some medications, they show up at my door. If I need to go in for something, then I go in and, and then it goes to live and in person. So like the, 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 the experience has gone from always being in one quadrant to being in three or four. And it's a much better experience. Right. The same thing is true for like, you know, for classes, Like if I'm, if I'm in a, if I'm in medical school, you know, the actual lecture portion of the class, like the actual, like absorbing information from a professor that obviously is better and should be done online and pre-recorded so that like, not everyone has to watch it at the exact same time and the same speed. Like, why should I have to listen to things at at, like some average speed of another hundred people that are physically sitting in the same room? And why should we even have to be in the same physical room? Plus like, why should I be listening to it synchronously? you know, I'd be much better off having like a TiVo where I can like rewind and I don't have to take notes and I can like, you know, do all of that stuff. So the actual like lecture portion ought to be recorded and online. But then, you know, when, when it's like Q&A, when we're asking questions, the discussion that should be online, but live synchronous. But then if I need to like go in and actually treat patients or, you know, you know, cut up a a, a cadaver or something, then yeah, that needs to be live and in person. So... Mm -hmm almost everything in life, it's not that it's better on video, it's that aspects of it are better on video. And we can we can reimagine the whole experience to be a combination of something that's good on video and something that's good that's in person, something that's good live and something that's good pre-recorded. And, you know, the philosophy is, uh, you know, do in person that which is better in person, do on video that which is better on video. Right. What,
0: what do you think, you know, uh, Zoom, uh, Teams, Google Meet, you know, uh, WebEx, Etc. What are they getting wrong? You know about video conferencing fatigue. You um, and you know that, to my knowledge, I don't think they're um, really addressing the, you know the that root issue right now.
1: Well, you know, I think um, uh, I, I think that's a really interesting question um, because I think like the 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 very framing of this is is like instructive of the question. So if you start with what's wrong, if you start with like the problems, then, um, you know, that's useful. Like you need to start, you can start with the problems, you can come up with solutions. But it's actually, I think, much more interesting, especially when something is really new, when there's a big change in the world, is to not start with the problems, but start like, start with the superpowers. Like start with what are the things, like what's going right and what could be even better and, and, and really like lean into what's going right rather than just trying to, to, to solve problems and also solve problems, but that's almost like a side effect. So I think what happens is if, if you think about, um, if you think about like any major transformation, like in the world, any major shift, uh, like imagine, um, imagine like the first films, the first movies that were made, like in the 19 teens or something like, they invented the film camera, right? Mm-hmm. What happens is like, whenever there's a big change in the world, the, the, the existing, the incumbent players, what they try to do is they try to recreate the old reality using the new technology, and then and then it's it, it's not a perfect fit, and so they try to solve the problem. So, for example, like imagine the first movies, um, you know, they invented the camera, but they didn't invent anything else about movies. They didn't know about like editing and multiple you know takes and close-ups. The previous reality they had was theater, and so like they would just like put a camera recording some actors on a stage, and it was like super awkward. And I'm sure there was plenty of like theater critics in like 1912 that were like, oh, this new cinema is like a really, you know, weak replacement for theater. Theater is so much better. It'll never replace, you know, theater. And they were right. But like the whole point that they were missing was that like movies aren't meant to replace theater. They're a very different kind of thing. You're not trying to recreate the old reality in the new tools. Um, And it took another 20, 30 years to invent like, you know, close-ups and multiple camera shots and that kind of stuff. And that happens every time there's a major shift, right? So, like in my lifetime, um, when 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 I was starting uh, Evernote, again, um, kind of two thousand seven, two thousand eight, uh, the big change that had just happened was smartphones. Um, you know, smartphones had become started to become mainstream and ubiquitous, um, but nobody knew what smartphone apps were supposed to be like. We didn't even have the word apps. Like apps, apps didn't come out until Apple released, you know, in, in two thousand eight. And so like the incumbent players like Microsoft said okay well our old reality is we know what PC software is like you know PC software is like Microsoft Word and a smartphone is just like a smaller PC so maybe smartphone apps are going to be you know smaller versions of PC apps and like obviously they weren't right like smartphones didn't replace PCs but they became a hundred times more more prominent but but it took companies like Evernote and Dropbox and Uber and Airbnb, like the, the, the native players to like invent the new reality uh, and say, well, actually no, smartphone experiences have nothing to do with PC experiences. There are things like Uber, you know, which you just, that's not a, Uber is not a smaller version of, you know, Uber on PC, um, same as Evernote, same as everything else. Um, and that's happening now with video. So the big change now is video is just become in, in becoming embedded in everything in life and the incumbent players are sitting around saying, okay, well, what was the old reality? They're doing what they always do, which is they try to recreate the old reality in the new technology. And so like, they're like, okay, well, what was the old reality? Well, the old reality was meetings. And what were meetings? Well, meetings were like a bunch of boring people sitting in a boring room, talking about some boring subjects for an hour. But now they can't be in the same room because of COVID or something. Uh, so how do we get as close as possible to a bunch of boring people sitting in a boring room, but on a computer? Yeah, Like, yeah, then, then you get the current, the first gen crop of video conferencing stuff. But obviously that's not what video is gonna be like, right? It's gonna be like the people who come after that make like the native experiences and say like, well, we're not trying to recreate meetings. Meetings suck to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, why were we even having them? What, how, what, what can we do with the new superpowers that video gives us that we could never do before? Just like, what can we do with the new powers that a movie camera gives us that we could never do on stage in theater? lean into those and make the new reality. So obviously Zoom understands this and WebEx understands this and they all have brilliant people working on it. But there's also I think a bunch of startups that 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 are going to make the native experiences. Just just like at any at any major inflections uh, a point like this, whenever major change in the world with technology, there's always, you know, a crop of brand new companies that become the, the dominant players. And and some of the existing companies, you know, make it as well.
0: Sorry, my dogs is busting into the room. Um, <laughs> Relax. The snow keeps falling off the tree and hitting the house and they're going crazy. Uh, um, yeah, snowed in April, I was pissed off about that. Um, really? Yeah. Snow. a pretty cool little snowstorm, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like 70 and beautiful two days ago and now it's like 35 and snowy. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's nice. Here. Well,
0: how are you guys trying to turn, uh, you know, be more useful to, for the workplace and, you know, appeal, appeal more to, um, you know, enterprises? And um, kind of uh, you know compete with the Zooms and the
1: Microsoft Teams of the world. Well, uh, you know we're not we're not competing with them right now. Uh, we may in the future. Uh, I don't think you know just like in the early days of Evernote. I don't think anyone knows how the ecosystem is going to shape out. You know who are the who are the platforms? Who are the competitors? Who are the applications? It's all like it's all getting mixed up right now. So uh, right now we're working very closely with 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 Zoom, with Cisco, with Google you know, we work with all of their products, just like, you know, here, like we're using Zoom. So we don't have to like, we don't have to reinvent all of the plumbing for Zoom. We don't have to like figure out a way to get, you know, hundreds of millions of people to send video to each other. Like, so for now, these are these are great partners of ours. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, we're building on top of their, their platforms. Uh, but, you know, there's also like, all of them are working on, you know, things that'll, that'll, that'll they'll compete with each other, they'll compete with us and other startups. So it's gonna be this, you know, this like soup of partnership and competition, just like there always is when, when, a, when a brand new trillion, multi-trillion dollar industry is born, which is yeah. what this is. Yeah. Um, so we just launched mm-hmm, for, for business uh, so companies can, can sign up, can kind of put put, put all of their employees on it. Uh, we made it super easy. You only pay for the people who actually use it. So you don't have to worry about like license counts and seats and anything like that. And it's a way to get all of your team like on brand to be really good on video for giving, you know, doing presentations, doing recordings. Uh, and that's going great. Um, and we're we're cooperating with all the big players. But, you know, at some point in a few years, like that, that might change.
0: Right, right. Yeah, the video conferencing space is super competitive right now, or at least at least it seems that way. Um, well,
1: conferencing is 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 like is the old-fashioned word, right? It's like, what right. like, what is yeah. the conference, and why do we need it?
0: Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound very exciting at all. Uh, so, well, so what's a better word for it?
1: Well, I th- I just think I think it's I think video I think video in general is a very like is a broad and very interesting category, and it's going to encompass much more than just conferencing and much more than just, than just meetings. I think this Mm -hmm. is a, you know, it is a complete transformation of how we communicate both synchronously and asynchronously. And the the conference, which is multiple people talking simultaneously in real time. That is a, that is one use case. and it's an important use case. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's just one. And frankly, it's not the most important one. For example, um, we, you can use Mm -hmm now to, we can make a recording, uh, call them uh, interactive recordings, uh, and um, uh, I can I can record I can do a presentation, and I can record, I can send you a link, and you can watch it uh, like a video or read it like a deck. So basically, you see all the slides, you can jump around, you can watch it at like double speed, and it's it's amazing. It's like much better than sending you know a PowerPoint deck or a PDF or a video because it's a it's a combination of both of them, and we've replaced like at our at our, at our companies. Uh, we don't do update meetings anymore because mm-hmm. like update meetings are stupid. Like, so we'll never have a meeting again where, you know, people update each other, where people like take, <laughs> take turns speaking because yeah. like, wh- why are we all sitting there at the same time? What happens now is if you want to update me on something you record it, you, you do the update, you show your slides, you show your numbers, you just talk into a camera while doing it, which is exactly what you'd be doing in a synchronous meeting. Yeah. Except then when you're done, you send me a link. And oh, and if you screwed it up, if you screwed up some slides, like, yeah, just do it again. Like it's low stress, right? You don't have to worry about, about it. True. Send it to me and then I watch it, but I, I'm gonna watch it at double speed because yeah. like I can absorb the information much faster than you can talk. I mean, and everyone can do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't have to watch it linearly. I can like watch it at double speed the first time around. And then I can like, oh wait, let me go back and look at this number and I can zoom in and I can look at slides and I can kind of give you feedback. So instead of all of us having to spend an hour where we update each other, the people doing the updating take as much time as they want uh, and and get a much better quality because they they can do it until they're happy with it. They don't have to worry about making mistakes. Uh, and the people receiving the update, they're literally consuming it in half the time with much more of the retention because they have the actual document right there that they can, that they can kind of refer to. And then, and then if we need to talk synchronously, then we just, then we just talk about it. But then, but everyone who walks into the meeting has already has all the information. So then it's just for discussion. So like, that's, that's not a video conference. That's like, that's again, saying in the past, we used to have these, you know, update meetings and they were all, you know, they were all. In that quadrant, they were all like live and in person, and now we've taken the update, you know, process the whole the whole cycle, and we've made it, you know, we've we've spread it out. So now it starts out being online and recorded, and then for parts of it, it becomes online and live. And it actually turns out that that's just a much better a much better
0: process. so like I said, I also write for commercial integrator, which covers the audiovisual space. So, you know, the guys that are installing these conference rooms, you know, that are built around, you know, Zoom or Teams, et cetera. And, you know, those systems are, you know, typically, you know, very simple and offer a pretty boring experience. So how can step in and, you know, make the conference room, you know, a little bit more interactive and fun?
1: Yeah. And, and, and like boring is the worst sin you can commit
0: yeah.
1: in the video world. I mean, it's kind of the worst thing you can commit, you know, in most business environments anyway, it's just that in, you know, when we were all doing things in person, most, most people, I would say almost all people who were decent at their jobs when they were doing them in person have figured out how not to be boring. Right, because if you just like if you go around boring every every all of your coworkers everyone you talk to you're just not going to get very far. Right, so almost everyone kind of figured out how to be a little bit charismatic, a little bit engaging, a little bit funny, you know, in person. Or else like nothing works. Like you can't you can't you can't work if if you're boring, if everyone's boring, and so um, all of that breaks on video because the way to be like charismatic and persuasive on video is different. Than the mm-hmm. way to be charismatic and persuasive in person, it's just like it's a different it's a different set of things that you do, and most of us have spent decades, you know, learning even if we weren't aware of it, of how to do it in person. And but like on on video, we just don't we don't know we don't have the experience with it. And so like yeah, being being entertaining, being not boring on video is the central thing that you have to figure out how to do, and uh, and most of the existing systems just don't give you any tools for it. Um, but, you know, but we do. So, yeah, so mm mm-hmm should be, you know, integrated into all of the, all of those systems. And, and we're working with the manufacturers of, of, of a few of those systems to, to make that happen so that you can have like a really good experience. And, but a really good experience, not just on video, but if you're in a conference room, then presumably you have some people physically in the room with you and some people that are on video. Otherwise you're not in a conference room. Otherwise you're, you know, you're probably sitting, you know, in, in your home office. So if you're even going to bother going into a conference room with other people, like you have to ask why and how do you make how do you make the in-person experience for those people really good? So again, it's like the, ma- the mantra is, do on video that which is better on video, do in person that which is better in person.
0: Great, yeah, Phil. Um, I know we're uh, you know we're up against it, but anything else you wanted to share with us?
1: No, I think I mean thanks for the opportunity to 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 come and and, and chat.
0: Of course. All right, uh, Phil. Thanks very much. I appreciate your time. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company. If you would like to learn more, head to MyTechDecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZW Como. Until next time.